You're listening to the Penrith Perception podcast, where we drive discussions about the cogs and gears that run a selective high school in New South Wales. In today's episode, we will hear from our engineering students who are eager to share their experiences with the course and the passion they have for the subject. We're your hosts, Manasmi and Yashika. The engineering course is one of the most popular choices, whether it be as a senior course or as a junior elective. The subject is a compilation of skills vital for technological advancement and for building comprehensive and critical thinking skills. Us senior students and Mr. McGovern are here to share their opinions and views on the course and what they have gained from the subject. So do you guys want to say hi? (laughs) Introduce yourselves. Hi, Mr. McGovern here. Hi, my name is Hari Priya. And I'm Theo. If you guys remember Theo, they were our host in like two episodes ago. Was that right? That's me. That is you. Okay, so let's go straight into our questions. So you guys like engineering, right? I think I like engineering, yes. <laughs> you think? <Yeah. laughs> right. Okay, so since you like engineering, wh- why did you choose the subject? Well, I chose it quite a few years ago now. And um, I think I chose it more because I was... Um, I enjoyed maths and I enjoyed physics, the science-based subjects, and it kind of brought those things together into a, like a more real-life situation. Wait, so when you, like, did you choose engineering as a teaching subject or, like, did you do it from, like, an elective? No, I actually chose engineering when I was leaving school. So I worked as an engineer for over 20 years before I became a teacher. So my, I've um, went through uni and I have a degree in mechanical engineering and um, I worked as a design engineer first and then a project engineer and more recently as a project manager. So only in the last 10 years have I become a teacher. So did you just like, you were an engineer, right? So just one day you were like, okay, so I'm, I don't want to make stuff anymore. I'm going to teach stuff now. Is that, is that the switch that was made there? Um. Kind of, um, there was a few um, reasons that came, or factors that came into it. Um, One of the things was, as much as I enjoyed engineering, I was doing a lot of travelling at the time, and I had a young family, and I thought I would try and do something that would help me align more with them for that period of time. I chose um, teaching, knowing I could teach engineering, and it's something that I've actually thoroughly enjoyed doing, so... um, I always had the thought that I might go back to engineering one day, but that's sort of diminishing now. So I'm enjoying teaching or sharing what understanding I have with the students here at Penrith. I would hope so. <laughs> so uh, our other two guests, so Harry and uh, Theo, what do you guys? Why did you guys choose engineering? Um, so I chose engineering because I like the prospect of creating things for others and helping them with. Um, everyday activities. So Harry and Theo, did you both choose engineering as an elective from year nine or was it a year 10 thing? Like when did you know that you wanted to do engineering? Um, I picked it. Actually, I didn't pick it. Uh, Mr. Ferguson, um, bless his soul, is. (laughs) 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 He's with us in spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I, for my year nine electives, I picked um, VA music drama, Duke of Ed, and photography. And either all of them ran at the same time or all of them weren't running. So I only had VA. So I was called into Mr. Ferguson's office and he was like, you have to pick two more subjects. And it was like commerce, engineering, and IST. So I picked engineering and IST. But luckily, 
like I really actually like them because I never I didn't really know what engineering or IST would do like all I knew was that my mom had a degree in it and I guess that influenced me to pick engineering but I didn't realize that it was going to be this hands-on and interesting so um, I actually chose engineering after I went to the science and engineering competition. Um, so it was really an enjoyable experience and working together in a team, hands-on um, and winning, <laughs> really influenced my decision on picking it as an elective. What kind of what kind of stuff did you do at the science and engineering competition? Because it's like a pretty big thing in our school. So um, we made like a biomechanical arm we built bridges and we just had like little competitions on like how to improve <laughs> what else did we do yeah uh, like there were about um eight activities at the science and engineering challenge there were things like as harry's saying the um bridge challenge arm yeah the hand we had to make a hand with like straws string and rubber bands and um, building a bridge with paddle pop sticks, but you could you couldn't you only had like a limited amount of supplies, so it taught you to like use what you had to create things. I feel like I f- I feel like the whole like STEM thing is becoming more popular because even in like year seven and even in like primary school and stuff, we'd have to do like you know there was you know there was like spaghetti marshmallow challenge where you have to like build the toilet i hated those we i'm so sorry we do them like almost like yeah. once a year we do it like so much don't we i hated that so much because every because i would always either drop the spaghetti and it'd break in half or I'd like snap it with my fingers and then i'd have all these marshmallows in front of me and i wasn't allowed to eat them and i'd use them for engineering and that was really sad um like one of the real benefits of engineering um you know you get en- engineering can be so rewarding you know as a career it can can be rewarding financially but uh, when you're doing it like through school, it's it's all very much project based as well. But it's always a challenge, and it's not always an obvious solution. You know, sometimes if you're doing maths, you know what the answers should be. You can work your way towards that quite easily. But you have to consider a lot of factors. You have to be very analytical and um, have a lot of background in areas you're um, working on as well. So it's actually interesting you mentioned STEM. Because when I started teaching, STEM was the new buzzword. And obviously science, technology, engineering and mathematics. And I went to a few seminars at WSU and somewhere else. And um, I heard them talking about this stuff. And I'm thinking, all you're telling me is engineering. This is exactly what I've done for years. It's, so I don't know why you keep calling it STEM, because it is engineering. So, you know, it's uh, it's the... The bane of my life when I hear people say STEM and I just think, it's engineering, choose engineering, it's the same thing. It's very much project-based, maths, physics, technology, all those things, and it, I think that's what makes it so good. Um, You know, instead of STEM now, they, like, changed it. It's, like, STEAM. It's, like... Yeah, the A stands yeah, yeah. for art. art. Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and that's fine. Yeah. So I think, um, <laughs> you know, the, the reality is that when you leave school or leave uni you're very unlikely to work in isolation. You're going to be working within groups and teams, and those teams have to have a broad range of skills across them. So, you know, you can't all be experts in everything you do, although the students here are pretty close to that, <laughs> most of them. Um, but, yeah, so it's... Um, it's. Th- I think we've also had E-STEM and, or I-STEM. And, you know. I, I-STEM? 
I've what's I've never heard of well, I Well, like I say, I tend to, <laughs> when I hear the word STEM, I kind of block out and I just think engineering anyway. <laughs> yeah. so, but but um, engineering isn't just, just physics and maths and stuff. You also need a lot of creativity to solve um, all the problems that come up. And so, like, arts and um, other creative subjects are also ha- heavily involved in engineering. So if you're interested in those subjects, engineering also appeals to you. <laughs> uh, Theo, you do uh, VA, right? Yes, sir. I do <laughs> VA and engineering and IST. I got the triple threat. That, does that help with engineering or do you see them all like separately, you know? Like in the future, when you see yourself, do you, would you like think, oh, I did VA. This is going to help me a lot when I do engineering. Or like, do you think taking VA has helped you think more creatively when you're doing problem solving and stuff? Yeah, definitely, because... Um, yeah, they both help each other out because when we're doing engineering, you're thinking of how to make... So how to develop your concept. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So in engineering, your devolutions. So in art, you obviously have a creative side to you as well. So it's it's different to solving logical problems. Mm. Yeah, it's like the art comes into what you design. Mm. So... Uh, I guess in the um, the robot, our Arduino robot, that helped because um, I was able to like conceptualize dimensions and how it would run through a course and like being able to draw and think of your sketching yeah. uh, helps. And also, um, I guess in IST, there is that um, part of the course that's coding related and in the engineering robot we not just build this mechanical robot but we actually um code it as well so that it can move autonomously yeah it was like doing the same assessment task twice at the same time which helped because then i could just use whatever i learned in ist for engineering did you get a good mark yes sir i'm third you must have bribed the teacher <laughs> <laughs> i think i also think it's like really good that i mean it's not just engineering but it's like wood it's like woodwork in year seven and eight, right? I think it's good that it's mandatory because I still wait. Do you, do you guys still have your lamp and the like? Oh my god, yeah. yeah. I use it. So I still much. use it to this day. Really? I, m- yeah. I, I made it like rainbow, so I took like each of like the little colored oh, like things, and then so I made it a rainbow. Have you that's have you seen the new eco lamp that we oh developed oh this wait, year? Wait, the color lights? changes. Wow. lights. No. So red, green, blue lights, and we make them flash and. It's yeah. so much cooler. Yeah, yeah we got wrong. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think we should have a petition when to just like do it again. COVID. We yeah. we might um, make a few in task, make a few extra, and start a competition <gasps> oh or something. And no, I, I all I remember is just struggling so much with that assessment because it was soldering. Like I could not solder. I had to get someone else in my grade to like do it for me because I think I nearly burnt myself like three times while trying to solder. I remember the soldering. Process. It was, it was yeah. so yeah. soldering is really fine work. It takes a bit of practice, um, and I think over the years we've learned as well. So this year there's even more soldering, oh. but what we've done is we've um, introduced some more um, sort of trialling or training-type activities just to solder basic wires without making that join that's critical at that stage. I really like the way, like, because woodwork... Uh, engineering it's like an elective that you can choose in year nine and ten right and it's not just like you get thrust into this whole world of engineering and you don't get any preparation because even because 
Onshape? That's what it's called, right? You use that a lot in um, engineering in as like an elective. And then I remember when I first used Onshape, it was with Miss Battistella. Um, and she printed us like a whole 10-page booklet on like with step-to-step instructions and details on how to use Onshape for our... Mm. It was oh, yeah. the 3D tra- tag thing for textiles. You know the bag? Yeah. Well, we didn't do yeah. that. Yeah, no, oh. it's because we did I um, later. I did that. That was the only thing I did. <laughs> yeah, and she, like, printed us a whole booklet on how to do it, and then we used it again in year nine. I don't know why we used it, but we did use it sometime else. I forgot. And then I was like, oh, my God, I know how to do this now. Yeah, it wasn't as surprising. Having on shape now is um, it's fantastic for schools because you get education accounts. If you wanted to use something similar in, in industry, you'd probably be in about $10,000 per year for that license so the fact that we can get it in schools it's really great that you can visualize things in 3d before you actually go and build them is onshape like an actual engineering people website thing yeah yeah so when you leave school you won't have the same access unless you're in a company that's paying for that license it's like the same thing with the adobe adobe things yeah adobe Adobe. that's right Yeah. yeah yeah definitely so yeah uh so like what we were saying earlier as well it's um you know the the reward is in being creative and coming up with solutions. So you don't know what that solution is going to be, and that's why engineering is so much fun. You know, you're, you know, roughly where you want to get to, but uh, you have to work at it, and it's that sense of achievement when you've done it. You know, when you've come up with the solution, and that carries on through into um, your working life as well after uni, because you also have that a sense of responsibility that you're trying to come up with something new and better all the time and something that's safe and and something that you leave your mark on and people will remember. Yeah, it's like a legacy. So, Harry, you're in year 11, right, which means you're doing engineering as your HSE subject. So how does, like, do you think, wait, you took engineering as an elective in year 9, 10, no? No. Oh, this is your first time doing it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. how, How do you think engineering, I mean, in year seven i mean i don't know if this is a good comparison but yeah. how do you think that has changed so you can help that as well because that's okay yeah. teach all kinds of engineering yeah from before engineering is a lot more um i feel technical and you have to think a lot more in detail than um before like in like the younger subjects like woodwork and wood tech and stuff you could skip a lot of parts um and like not skip but like look over most of the parts because it was like pre-made but now you have to really go into detail about everything that you do so it makes you think about like how on the in like the long term everything like your project will work out yeah yeah the ratio has definitely changed from um junior school where it's very much prac based so you're making things more so um when we get through um year 10 then 11 and 12 more so it's much more theory based very few practical um, activities but um, you have to understand much more what you're making and how it functions yeah definitely because this term which is term 3 of year 11 that's our first project we're making our first project in term 3 of year 11 but um, like we haven't done any other practical work before this except for except for um, reverse engineering a household appliance oh yeah yeah <laughs> So, so it's not so much making, but there's still practical experiences in there. And and I think that's what makes it, um, again, very good as a subject now, because 
you're working with partners or groups yeah. or individually, so you get that range of experience as well. Um, but again, it's the linking that theory to the prac stuff, understanding how the materials are working. Yeah. What does reverse engineering a household thing mean? That looks really cool. Because like, I hear the words reverse engineer in like, movies and stuff, but like, we need to reverse engineer this helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was in an Alex Ryder book. I vividly remember this. Uh, reverse engineering is t- basically just pulling it apart and understanding like the um, fundamentals of what is inside the appliance. Like we did a household appliance. So our group did a toaster. We pulled it apart and we looked at the materials, the circuit, and like the casing and how each part plays a role in the whole composition. That sounds really cool and stuff, but how did you get permission? Whose toaster was it? <laughs> did you have to go yeah, buy did you guys toaster? decide to no, take the I don't toaster know from home? Uh, like all the appliances are donated from people around about the school. Oh. So over the years, we just collect and store oh. up. So and and they don't have to, they don't actually have to work. So we've had plenty from maths and other faculties. They're happy to donate broken appliances. So like we're just taking them apart to, like as Harry said, to understand how they function, but also how they were manufactured and how the materials have been processed. So, storeroom in the storeroom, do you have like a wall of broken toasters? Well, we don't save them once they've been dismantled. Oh, we yeah. we do get yeah. rid of them, but that the reverse engineering is so engineering would be coming up with that toaster design and building it and making as good as you can. Reverse engineering starting off with that final product and coming back and understanding how it all went together. But there's also like a lot of different types of engineering. There's like civil engineering and biomechanics. Mm. That's like the only ones I know. Um, but like, which one? I'm curious. But they're all. Are they? In your opinion, do you think they're all like? What? <laughs> in your opinion, do you think they're all like wildly different from each other, or <coughs> like they have no. the same key principles? Yeah. No. No. They're not all wildly different. Um. So. A lot of the um, different disciplines of engineering, they start off the same at university in your first year. Um, so you can actually then make it a choice after your first year which area you want to more focus in. Um, I mean, you do obviously get some big differences between something like telecommunications, which is more electrical-based, compared to civil, which is more structural materials. But that's one of the great things about um, engineering at high school. You don't actually have to do engineering studies to do a degree in engineering, you have to have maths and one of the science subjects, physics, chemistry. But what you do here at Penrith High School, because we have such clever students, we can actually teach at the first year level of uni. And I've often had students come back after their first year or during the first year saying, sir, sir, we're doing this. And we d- they don't have to learn it because they've already learned it so they can focus on areas that are maybe new to them or more tricky for them. So lots of benefits from doing engineering at school. So next time you see that electives on your computer, <laughs> vote engineering. You <laughs> heard it from the teacher, guys. Vote engineering. Do you guys think you're going to do engineering in, like, the future, you know, in, like, university and stuff? Or this is this just, like, for a school thing? <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely thought about doing engineering in uni. Like, currently, my top uh, course in uni is biomedical engineering. Because I'm really interested in um, the like the hu- human an- anatomy, but also medicine seems like a very like far 
Yeah, medicine seems like a very far thing, but biomedical engineering is like... Like the you mix can, between the two. Yeah, right? it's a very... It's a good mix because you can also focus on like... Because I'm more, I'm interested in physics as well. So it includes that um, subject into it. And like it just... It's just, you know, yeah, <laughs> a it's mix. It's a great mix yeah. of everything. I agree. Uh, I'm thinking of doing... 3D modeling for my future careers. So uh, engineering is pretty close to that in like physics and like how things should look. So if I'm doing like a building or something, I'm gonna know like what would look good. And as well with art, you're gonna be able to know what shapes um, look good, what shapes are natural and which shapes we've been using in the world and like how to make things look more realistic or fit a certain time period. So like gussets or like what type of screws you use. Uh, very wide range. So yeah, I hope that it comes up. Um, if like, okay, if you take away the whole ATAR, HSE, um, university thing, what kind, like what branch of engineering interests you the most personally? Like so if you, what, Okay, wait, what kind of engineering do you do again? So um, I did mechanical engineering, a straight mechanical engineering degree, but there's lots of um, sub-disciplines under mechanical engineering, um, so you could be involved in aeronautical or civil or others. Um, but as I said, the good thing is you don't have to choose early on in your degree. But again, this will sound again like a sales pitch for engineering studies, but the good thing is that we do biomedical engineering unit, we do a civil structures unit, we do an aeronautical unit, telecommunications. So you actually get to experience a wide range of it before you even get to uni and it will give you an idea. Yeah, it will give you an idea which path you might want to head down. What kind of engineering branch, other than, like if you didn't have to worry about the whole uni ATAR thing, what kind of branch are you interested in? Exactly. Yeah, um, I feel like ATAR isn't a really big... Um, hindering factor in picking um, engineering because also like if you're a woman in STEM you get so tons true. of yeah. ATAR points you get like really? yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure oh. so yeah I'm thinking like UTS you get like up to 10 points just if you're a female yeah <laughs> only bonus <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but look it's good um you know when i started off even before i did my degree i did a technical apprenticeship and there was such a small number of females in this area it's been really good to see all these um promotional things like um is it yaoi young women in engineering they have in canberra yeah um, um there's an engineering camp in like Can Canberra and other places as well. So like, um, just if you wanted more experience, like on like practical work and like teamwork skills and everything, those are like good to attend. What do you guys think is like the future for women in STEM? Do you think like we're going to you know go fifty fifty in the course, dominate the course? <laughs> like, what what do you guys think is the future for women in STEM? I feel like as time goes on humans in general will be less in STEM. Like, I don't know. Think about AI, man. Um, like, yeah, 100 years into the future, I feel like we're going to be, I don't know, I, 100 years before now, people thought we were going to be in flying cars, and now the world is like a big toaster, so oh we yeah. didn't, yeah, we're not going there. So I feel like in 100 years, the technology we're going to make is going to surpass human 
need. Like, we've gotten so many robots in, like, factories and stuff. Like, it's really easy to use AI to make stuff. Like, when I went to BVN for my work experience, shout out, um, <laughs> uh, we were talking about how we used, how they were using AI in, like, architecture. And they have this, like, crazy AC system. Like, it was really bad before, but they used AI to create, like, branches that come from the duct so that it can, like, evenly spread out the air from everywhere. And that that's crazy. Obviously, you can calculate that by yourself, even if you're a woman. But, like, <laughs> it's way easier for an AI to do it, you know? Yeah, as an IST girly, I agree with Theo. Like, even in IST right now, we're talking about whole, like, the AI and stuff. And we were doing machine learning and AI recognition softwares. And it was actually terrifying because... I was actually really proud of myself for it, by the way. Um, but, like, I tried to trick it, and it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like AI definitely has a big influence on where our future is going. But I do also believe that engineers have a big hand in, like, the creative behind AI. So we would, I feel like we would still need a lot of people in engineering. Including to women. Including yeah, women. Think. Yeah, to still... Um, upkeep what the technology is because yeah you need like the yeah. human like you need yeah the human you still aspect. need human aspect to yeah. it because then especially in like civil engineering and stuff like you're designing stuff for the people yeah it should probably be designed by the people yeah <laughs> yeah like there's still uh, it's hard to see where ai is really going going to end up and how long it's going to take to get there but it can be a seem pretty daunting um but i think um yeah, there'll always be people in engineering for the foreseeable future anyway, as long as we're around, unless we become part robot, part human. <laughs> so yeah, the future um, of humans in, like, the world is that we become all cyborgs. Including women. So, um, you said you were a mechanical engineer. Yeah. What kind of work did you do during your time as a mechanical engineer? So, the area I focused in was more about process plants and um, pressure equipment, so... Um, pressure vessels, piping, pumping systems. There's um, a lot of, like one of the more recent um, project areas I worked on was for the LNG supply up at Gladstone. There were several projects there where we had to design vacuum-insulated vacuum um, transport containers for shipping or vacuum-insulated piping, um, all that kind of stuff. So I've been involved in a few chemical plants, nuclear plants. Did you, like... Did you like create anything? Yes, lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's the job. Yeah, but like um, the last probably 10, 12 years before I became a teacher, I was the project manager on several large projects. So you might see some LNG containers driving around the streets. They're like double wall containers. They hold gases at minus 196 degrees, things like that. So... Um, do you guys have any engineering puns? Any jokes? <laughs> oh, Pio's thinking, Pio's thinking. Do you guys have any spare? I'm sure in your lifetime of engineering, you would have come across at least one joke. <laughs> no, I don't do jokes. You do, oh, <laughs> yeah. None at all? Everything's at very all. serious in yeah, my yeah. class. <laughs> very serious. Yeah. Um, I did an engineering um, work experience in UNSW, and it was about quantum computing. Um, so I've got a joke from that. <laughs> um, did you hear about the man that fell into the computer? No, not at all. He's okay now. It's because 
<laughs> okay is like zero Kelvin, and the temperature in the uh-huh. computer uh-huh. <laughs> is no, supposed to be. When you have to explain your joke, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so okay. funny. And an attempt was made. Okay, we can. We should put like the cricket chirping noise. Always <laughs> 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 gonna add that there we go. I got one from okay. primary school. Uh, you want to hear my engineering joke? Yes. Yes. Sorry, it's still under construction. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, should have done the comedy comp. Oh, comedy yeah. Comedy. yeah. You should join. You should join. It already happened. What? At recess. Do what? I don't know. I was doing the pull-up challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so... Yeah, I think those jokes might be a good place to wrap <laughs> it up. <laughs> Here. Okay. Anyway, that's it for today's episode of The Penrith Perception. We hope you enjoyed the inspiring words of your community and culture. Thank you so, so much to everyone who shared their experiences and words. That about wraps up our discussion today, so thank you for listening. We'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Penrith Perception, a podcast made by the multimedia team. To support us, feel free to follow us on Spotify. You can also find us on Instagram at The Penrith Perception for more news, behind-the-scenes materials, and upcoming episodes. This podcast was recorded on dark land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. The Penrith Perception is mixed and edited by Shamila Faisal and Bethany Hoffman. Executive produced by Mirazvi Salika and Yashika Saravanan and Dimitri Skardanis. Produced by Holly Kuriakos, Kavya Vishwanath. Scripted by Malina Hanna, Snigna Nishani, and Sachika Chakraborty. Graphic design by Shreya Saratha. Music composed by Preetam Telugu.